It's never been easier to get on the water with Academy Sports and Outdoors. Stop by your local Academy store or online at academy.com today and shop great gear from fishing's top brands like Luz, Zebco, Abu Garcia, Shimano, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome once again to the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series. This episode is titled Big Spanish on Dead Bait. And I'm going to be talking to both Big Nick of Big Nick Fishing and Captain Vaughn Hall of American Boat Charters out of the Wrightsville Beach area. And we are going to be covering such areas as a standard spread and then switching over to a dead bait spread. We're going to show you how to rig a cigar minnow on a macahoo, and then we're going to show you how to tie that macahoo rig, how to make that macahoo rig. So we got a lot to cover in this episode. My name is Gary Hurley of Fisherman's Post. Fisherman's Post has been serving the saltwater fishing community of North Carolina since 2003. We've been bringing you fishing reports, fishing information, fishing tournaments, fishing schools, and now here in our latest and greatest chapter, the Fisherman's Post Saltwater Podcast Series. And it is in this series that we reach out to our captain and guide friends from up and down the North Carolina coast and ask them to share with us their insights, their knowledge to help you catch more fish more often. And beyond more fish more often, we just want you to grab, we want to give you confidence, we want to get you excited so that you grab family and friends and spend more time on the water more often. I'm joined in this episode, just as I am in every episode of the Saltwater Podcast Series, I'm joined by Billy Thorpe of Copilot Studios. Copilot Studios, a podcast studio offering podcast services for hire. Billy Thorpe, here we are. Here we are, Gary. How's it going, man? It's going good. I'm excited about this episode. It's going to be a good one. You should be. You got to hold yeah. on. I might. Uh, we might need a lot of production help. Yeah, I'm in. These guys. A I don't wild. I don't know where the conversation is going to go. Wrangling cats. Wrangling cats. Pre-show was amazing, so I can't wait for this for the episode. Oh yeah, <laughs> so much fun. Oh man, and uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to start. But I am a big fan of Big Nick's products, so excited to hear more about them and. Hear more about what these guys got going on. So it'll be fun. Yeah, man. Trolling dead bait is easy, you know, once they show you how, and it definitely can up your size of Spanish, up your Spanish game. Yeah, absolutely. And to do that, you need a boat. So make sure you go check out Marine Warehouse Center. I got a quick word from those guys, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Robbie with Marine Warehouse Center in Wilmington and Charleston. We are headquarters for Pair Custom Boats. These center consoles are handmade in Washington, North Carolina, and are custom designed for fishing and family fun on the water. Right now, we have several models in stock. The build times on the custom orders are around five months. These boats are custom built to fit your needs, from the seating, the tops, the leaning posts, and the live wheels. You design the entire layout of your boat. Come by and see for yourself why they're one of the fastest growing boat builders in the country. Right, man. Good looking boat. Go customize it. I love customization. And, right. And you're still obsessed with the music, even this week. I'm, I think, yeah, I'm, I am. I am still focused on that. <laughs> love it, dude. I like the camera love angles, it. too, man. I like the. Yeah. I like their production quality, man. They're a real deal. Marine Warehouse, real deal. And I find myself looking at that and going, man, Terrell is part of this new wave of boat dealership. But yet, yeah. man, like, for instance... I went over there. He offered me a cup of hot tea. He said, here, you can drink it like me. Just no sugar, just a little lemon. Here's some hot tea. No sugar, little lemon. I'm like, Terrell. <laughs> Terrell, will you tell me a joke and let me get out of here? He's like, oh, I've been, I got just the joke for you. So you're ready <laughs> for Terrell's joke. Not my joke, Terrell's joke. 
What is the first lesson that fish learn at school? I don't know. You got me. The end of a hook is the point of no return. I agree. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that, true. True statement. I agree with In, your lack of laughter. Unless you're a flounder. In certain times of the year, then you got to pass. Then you, then you get to go back. <laughs> you get to go back until later. Oh, my goodness, man. Too much fun. Let me show you a fish picture, Gary. What do you think? I want a fish picture. Here we go. We got Blake, Reagan, Haley, and Jacob caught these Spanish mackerel and albacore on gold spoons while fishing the Moorhead area. There you go, man. Look at those fish. Looking good and starting those kids out young. Yeah, man. Spanish fishing. I got I got my kids Spanish fishing. It's the intro to offshore trolling as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, man. And you guys do a tournament every year, which is awesome. We do a tournament every year, mid-June, fish it as tradition, get the kids involved, you know, again. And, you know, they just get used to putting lines out, bringing them in, you know, all and, of it. It's yeah. fun. And you love it because you sit up front and talk to the captain and your kids reel in all the fish and you just get to do your thing. Run my mouth. I get to just suntan while my kids I get fish. to heckle my kids, <laughs> which is a joy of many a father, right? Right. Yeah. I can't wait till my guy's old enough where I can take him out on, the, on our nothing. Maybe we'll have a paddle board by then. Fingers, <laughs> fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Unless people want to buy me enough coffee and then... Maybe I'll have enough to buy my kid a boat. This should be buy my kid a boat for college education. Tell me more. So buymeacoffee.com slash Fisherman's Post. Uh, this is a place they've created. They, as in Buy Me a Coffee Company, has created so you can support content creators, podcasters, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so we set up an account, and people have been, man, they've been generous. They've been buying us coffees and making show recommendations and just really telling us, you know, get good feedback. We get more feedback on there than anywhere else, really. We're thankful for every cup. Yeah. We reply to everyone that is generous enough to do that. And we've thrown this out there before, and we'll say it again, you know, with that cup of coffee or two or three, whatever it is, give us some ideas, give us some feedback, give us some topic suggestions, some guest suggestions. We, we read it all. We digest it all. Yeah, absolutely, man. Well, I'm going to let you get to talking fishing with these guys. All right. Well, no. listen, when I'm done talking with these guys, <laughs> and I don't know why I'm smiling. Because it's going to be fun. When I'm done talking to these guys, I'm coming to you for Billy's best I'm ready. takeaway. I'm ready. I'm All gonna, right. I'm going to have plenty of them. Take it away, Gary. All right. So I would like to, at this time, welcome to the show. My pleasure to welcome to the show Big Nick of Big Nick Fishing, Captain Vaughn Hall of American Boat Charters. You guys, welcome to the show. Let's talk about trolling for Big Spanish, trolling dead bait for Big Spanish. Great. You want to go? You want me to? Right. Okay, Vaughn. Okay. Nope. I'm well, just introducing got... you. Man, don't you, don't <laughs> okay. you start on my blooper reel, reel yet. We got plenty of time for bloopers. Right now, I'm just introducing you. Oh, you hey, got uh, okay. So we're going to talk. Uh, you know, as part of me setting this episode up, like we're going to talk about a standard spread, you know, with just planers and spoons. Then we're going to switch over to a dead bait spread. Talk about the uh, rigging of cigar men on a Macahoo, talking about making a rigging of Macahoo, tying up a Macahoo. But before that, as is tradition on the show, we have two questions. Are you guys ready for the two question period of this show? I don't know, but we'll try it. Uh, after <clears throat> last week, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first question, and I'd like for both of you to take a stab at this. Why should we listen to what you have to say about a Spanish mackerel? 
Take it over, Brian. I have no re- I have no no answer for that, man. I'm like Rodney Dangerfield, man. I get no respect. So, um, <laughs> you know what? I I would I would just go with the uh, we've caught a few of them. How about that throughout our lifetime? So, uh, I would just say a picture yes. speaks a thousand words. Yeah, yeah. Uh, everyone that follows me sees daily my pictures, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of pictures from people around the world mm-hmm. and everywhere. So. Pretty much, a picture speaks a thousand words. All right, I think I follow that answer, and now I'm going <laughs> to go to question number two, which, as is tradition, is a non-fishing related question. Non-fishing related question. Then we get to the main event. Are you ready for question number two? All right, I'm gonna. I need both of you to answer this. I need you to go back and forth. I need each of you to give me three words that rhyme with Nick. Prick. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Big. All right, that's three. Chick. Right? That's four, but. Oh, yeah, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Man, you guys did great. I mean, I, have, I am filled with confidence moving forward, and so is the audience, so are the viewers and the listeners. So, to get back to the main event where we're going to talk about trolling for Big Spanish, um, again, the scenario that we set up is we don't know there's big Spanish out there yet. So, Vaughn, you're out there on a typical day where you're leaving out of Masonboro Inlet with the intention of doing just a standard troll, you know, some planers and some spoons mm-hmm. is what I'm guessing at. So set us yeah. up, man. Set up the listeners. Tell them, tell them what you do when you're doing the traditional approach. Okay. Uh, mainly when I'm pull, pulling out of the inlet, uh, I am, you know, I'm looking for the normal signs, the birds, the bait. Uh, I'm looking for actually the Spanish, you know, they'll, they'll pop out of the water here and there and, uh, any kind of activity I'm looking for. It. And also, uh, when you get out there, I'm just, you know, uh, I'm, I'm putting my spread out as soon as I get past the inlet and I'm, you know, free away from the other boats, I will go ahead and put the, uh, start putting my spread out. So are you a fan of liberty ship or are you a fan of moving up and down the coast or are you a fan of staying right around the inlet mouth i mean i i know you'll go where the fish are but where, mm-hmm. where you know no, where, you, where you want not, to start well yeah now the liberty ship once in a while I'll, I'll go up that way uh if there's not too many boats uh but anyway my customers they like to know it they like to see it on the sonar and so i'll show it to them uh, I, you know, and I'll let them know, I said, you know, there's a lot of boat traffic here. I'm not sure if we'll get anything, but it's worth a shot. And then we're going to venture out maybe, uh, you know, up north or south and try and get away from the other boats and, uh, you know, just, just take our time and, and keep our noses, uh, you know, clean, clean, so to speak, and, uh, look for the smell as well. If we don't see bait, we're looking for it on our sonar as well. We're just... We're just looking for any sign of activity. And what is the spread that you have out behind the boat? Well, uh, well, I'll run a planer. Well, first of all, I'm going to run something. I'm going to run the mackerel tree uh, way out. I'm going to put the rod in the, I, I, you know, I'm a T-top. I'm, I'm a short guy, so I'm going to leave. I'm going to put it on the back side of my console, excuse me, my leaning post. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to let that burger go if there's no boats around i'm, I'm going to count to about uh you know 60 75 i'm gonna count uh you know in one second intervals i'm just gonna let it go uh and then my uh uh 
medium spread. I'm going to bring that in. Uh, that's going to be a um, like my planer. I'm going to run that. Uh, it, it all depends on if I'm running planers or deep divers. I'm going to run that one. Uh, I'm going to cut that number in half. I'm going to count back to about 50 or so. And, um, and you know, that's going to be on my starboard side. That's always on my starboard. And my short line, I'm going to run it back on my port side, which is the right side of the boat, you know, for those that don't know. Uh, I'm going to count back to 25 seconds and uh, just let it go and uh, just wait for the bite. And I'm going to watch my RPMs on my boat going with certain currents. Uh, 1100 RPM seems to be the ticket. So I love specifics. So are we talking about, I want you to give me a little bit more on that spread as in size of planer, size of spoon, size, length of leader, and you know, any color variations. Okay. Yes. I, I, you know, someday, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to run different colors on each side because I I believe that colors do matter on certain days because I've seen it where they'll hit just one certain color. Um, I'm running like a number two planer and, uh, usually a number one or number two. And I'm going to, uh, my leader is going to be 30 to 50 feet long. And I run that, uh, uh, you know, I just run regular fluorocarbon fishing line. You know, I can't, you know, the, the, if you just buy the leader material to run that, you're, you're just shooting yourself in the foot. That's very expensive. Uh, and I believe you can get away with mono as well because those fish are, are chasing it a lot of times. And yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. And then on, on the other side there, well, if I'm running my uh, deep diver, I'm I'm just running a Yuzuri or a Paula. I'm finding that I'm having better success with one or the other. It all depends on uh, what comes out of the pack, and if I have to fine tune something. Uh, then, you know, if it's going, you know, going from side to side, then, I, you know, it lets me know I need to tune it up a little bit. And I hate doing that. But here lately, I'm getting the Rapalas out of the package and I'm not having to, uh, to adjust them. So uh, I'm kind of sticking to those for, for the time being until they change up. And so 1,100 RPMs on your boat would be roughly what for those of us that are just going to look at MPH on our GPS? Gotcha. We're, we're probably looking at about uh, six miles an hour, five to six miles an hour. It's not set up for nautical. It should be, but uh, it's just set up for five, six. It all depends on if I'm going against the current or with the current as, as to what, it, what my speed is. And then I guess I'm also curious about, you know, as you're waking your way, I guess we're working some water depth or we're working some coastline. Are you, uh, are you a zigzagger? Are you a straight liner? What is, what's the approach that you found is the most productive? Well, actually, um, I like to actually, I'll do the zigzag thing. Um, but I'm, it's not short on the zigzags. It's, it's just moving in, in the motion. I'm, I'm trying to find the depth. Trying to find out what uh, where they're located, uh, and and the whole time I'm doing this, I'm watching my sonar. I've got it on side scan, and uh, you know that's like uh, what 350 feet, you know, of coverage down there. And it's, if I find the find the bait, then I'm gonna uh, you know try and circle back and get to that. Uh, it's it's pretty simple. Um, it's Spanish fishing, uh, 101 trolling. Uh, I believe anybody can do it. So, uh, and I encourage them and, and, you know, and they're doing great by, by watching these videos. I hope that they can pick something up that, uh, what we're telling them will help them. And then more than help, 
you know, I'm more than happy to take a phone call too. So, all right, and, talk about man, I, they'll appreciate that, man. I love when the captains make themselves available. Mm -hmm. So, in our in our sort of pregame show, in our setup, then what we uh, decided was. You know, after we covered the basic troll, we wanted to put mm -hmm. the majority of this episode on trolling dead bait for bigger Spanish. So we're, you're mm -hmm. out there, you got either some deep divers out or you got some spoons and planers out. And then mm -hmm. you hear or see some king mackerel in the area. You hear or see some bigger Spanish in the area. You want to adjust the spread. So right. I guess basically doing the same thing we just did with the standard spread. Now walk mm -hmm. me through what a typical dead bait spread is you know, for targeting the bigger Spanish when you feel like dead bait is the answer? I got you. Well, usually when you're in that kind of situation too, you can actually smell the bait a lot of times. Uh, you, you, when that's, that's when you know the, there's been a carnage taking place under the water. Uh, and, you know, to describe the smell, to me, it's, it's like an old olive oil that's been cooked, you know, uh, uh, everybody else has a different smell uh, des description for that, but that's just mine. Uh, but anyway, as soon as we find that, especially when we find that, we smell that, uh, I'm going to switch over to uh, trolling Macahoos. And that's a two, that I just run two rods on that one. Okay, um, so, so no, nothing long, no mackerel tree, just the two dead bait rigs. Yes, just, yeah, on my boat, I've got a 21-foot. I don't need the hassle of three of them going off. Spanish, we can handle uh, and blues, you know, things of that nature. But when you get kings in there, you know, and they're even, even snake kings, you know, they're going to go. Uh, it's going to be a Chinese fire drill uh, as soon as we uh, get them on, for, especially for people that's never fished before. Uh, so I, I want to make this a uh, very enjoyable spirit, you know, for the family and uh, for everybody that's on the boat, I just want them to have fun, enjoy it, and uh, teach them not to. Uh, the biggest problem I have is they get excited and they want to tighten the drag up. And uh, but with these uh, Macahoos here, it's it's best to have a light drag, you know, three to five pounds, because you are running treble hooks and and it's it's you don't know how that fish is hooked until you actually get him in you know to it where you can gaff him or or pick him up by the tail. It all depends if you're going to harvest him or not. So if you're pulling to, and, you know, we're going to get to Nick, and he's going to go into more detail on the specifics of the Macahoo, but <laughs> if you're pulling two deadbait rigs on Macahoos, um, how far back are each of them, and what are you tying to the rig? Is it going right to the mono on the, you know, right to your mono? Is there anything in between? I just want to be able to better picture yeah. what, I'm, what we're talking about. Right. Right, exactly. Uh, what I do with the Macahoos, and we've been, you know, we've been pretty successful with these, um, is I will just tie them straight to my uh, to my mono. Uh, you know, he, they come with the wire and with the barrel swivel. You just tie it straight to it, and uh, you can use uh, whatever knot you're most comfortable with, and uh, you just just troll it out. Yeah, I put it, but on those, I put it in my gunnel, say on my my, uh, my starboard. I'm going to let that one out first because that's my longest one. And I, like I said, I do the count method. I, I, you know, it's kind of hard for me to judge distance uh, a lot of times. And so what I'll do is, is I will count. Uh, maybe, you know, I'll count like to 30 seconds, 40 seconds. Let that one go back. You know, take, take my time, but keep that same count uh, cadence for my port side as well. And, uh, but I will cut it in half when I'm doing that one. 
and uh, watch my speed. Sometimes I will adjust, adjust the speed because when you slow down, of course, it, you know, the bait's going to go, you know, slower to the bottom. Um, but yeah, otherwise I'm, I'm running mine on average between four and five miles per hour. And I know, I know a lot of people run them faster and that's fine. But for me, my boat, that seems to work best. Is the four to five mile per hour zone for the dead bait? Well, yes. Yeah. You know, if you're fishing like in 50 feet of water or less, uh, they, they, you know, I've always heard 60 feet, you know, that's king water. But a lot of times we get these kings right off the beach while we're trolling for Spanish. And usually they, they hit my long line, uh, you know, when I'm, you know, like I said, we're going for Spanish. But when I smell bait, that's when I want to switch over and go to, um, you know, uh, you know, the Macahoos. And I, okay. All right. I'm going to bring uh, soon here. I'm going to bring Nick on, but I want one more follow up because again, you touched on it when we were sort of getting set up for the show. I just want to make sure we get it in because I'm not sure where we're going once we talk about rigs with Nick. Right. Um, you've got a you've got a certain technique you like as far as like caring for any sp- Spanish you decide to harvest. Could you tell me more about that? Yeah. Yes, I was raised, uh, if you're going to eat it, harvest it the correct way. It doesn't matter if you're hunting, fishing, whatever. Uh, For fish, uh, especially saltwater fish, and that's pretty much all I've ever done. Um, What I like to do when we get a fish in and and my customers, you know, they want to take meat home and they're going to eat it. Uh, What we'll do as soon as we get it in, we try not to to handle it as, you know, as much as possible. We'll go ahead and de-hook it and put it in the... uh, put it in our cooler and uh we've we've all I've, on all my trips we always have plenty of ice and i'll take out my ice and i'll take it out of the bag and as soon as i do i've got a gallon bucket i'll reach in there and get some salt water out of the live well and uh pour it into the cooler and let that uh, make a slushy what i want to do is have enough slushy in there mm-hmm. where that fish is completely submerged and then when you get back to the dock that that fish is nice cold and it's the most humane way to, you know, to harvest a fish as well. So that's that's the way we do it. That's the way I was trained, and, you know, it stuck with me since the 60s. So. All right. Hey, Nick, before we go yes. right into the cigar minnow, you know, showing me how to put a cigar minnow on a Macahoo, I mean, I know yes. you spend a lot of time out on the water as well, a lot of time with Vaughn out on the water. And while I was – while Vaughn was sharing the information, anything anything you want to add to the approach to pulling the dead bait before we get into the specific of how to rig a cigar minnow? Yeah, um, a lot of people that tournament fish, you know, they use live bait, and they're also using the macahoos in their spread. What people don't realize is you control them anywhere from what I would say live bait speed from like 1.5 all the way up to 8 miles an hour. I've actually caught my biggest kings about 7 miles an hour. But for me, it just seems like the sweet spot for the kingfish, I catch more. It seems to be about five and a half, six miles an hour. And I'll run them on both corners, and then I'll have two in the gunnels on flat lines, like I said, at five, five, five and a half, six mile an hour for king mackerel. It seems to be the sweet spot for me. Um, what about big Spanish? Uh, faster. Um, Spanish, usually about six and a half. Seven miles an hour, run them back, long lines, two out the corner, one in the middle if you got a small boat like I do right now with a 23. But, yeah, Spanish, you're going to have to go a little faster. Cigars, 
uh, six and a half mile an hour. And the problem that most people that are new to fishing with the Makahoo is, is I can just like basically show you it, it has the lock-in mechanism. What happens is, is they'll put it sideways or upside down and the bait's going to spin. And if that's what's happening, they're not going to catch any fish. So if they're given the, you know, the right information and they're running it at six and a half miles an hour, it, they're going to catch fish. That would just be my first and foremost, uh, Spanish mackerel, six and a half mile an hour, King mackerel anywhere. It just all depends if you're running live bait, you want to do it slow. But like I said, if I'm, if I'm typically fishing for Kings, even when I fish King tournaments in Florida, all we're using is Macahoos and we're running five and a half, six mile an hour with a six spread. And if you're, if I'm, I'm pushing it back to Spanish mackerel, if you're fishing a Spanish mackerel tournament or you're just geared up for big Spanish, I think I followed you. Are you, you're more of in, in line with four lines? All right. Hey, look, um, so what I think I'm hearing is that you do it a little bit different than maybe a charter approach where you just have two lines out or, you know, with the dead bait. So, Nick, if you're in a Spanish mackerel tournament or let's just say you have a mind to really target big Spanish that day, did I hear you say you're pulling four lines or are you still just pulling two lines? No, I, I would pour, um, pull four for sure, and I would be going to the spots where I've caught them in the past, the wrecks, the live bottoms reefs everything and i would be pulling four and i'd be running strictly just macahoos uh four lines six and a half mile an hour pretty much from the time the tournament starts till it ends would you have cigar minnows on all four lines yes sir with the macahoos completely 100 percent. so so we're going to talk cigar minnows and i'm already following that cigar minnows are the sweetie as far as macahoos go are, is anyone putting anything else on a macahoos successfully Yes, uh, Ballyhoo's right now, because everybody knows that cigar minnows is kind of hard to come by, and they're usually really soft, and, you know, they fall apart, and right now, the demand for them, uh, they just aren't getting any anymore that's good, so the small, medium jigger Ballyhoo's, or what we call kingfish Ballyhoo's, you can buy in any of your local shops. Uh, to me, that's a better bait. It, it never washes out. You can actually troll them up to about eight miles an hour, and they'll swim perfect, and um, preferably that's what I would use over the cigar minnows. That's what I've used probably to last about year, even inshore. And I've caught my biggest fish on the, the Kingfish jigger ballyhoos on the Macahoos. But today you're going to show me a cigar minnow. Is that what, is that yeah. where we're headed? Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. All right. That's what I want to see, man. Cause I hear it's easy. You have my attention with Spanish mackerel. I want to add this to my arsenal when I'm fishing with my kids. Okay. And so, Again, I'm imagining other people are curious too, and especially with it being an easy entry. So show me. Give us okay. give us the uh, the cigar minnow on a Macahoo. Okay, basically, right here you just have the regular Macahoo. It's unrigged. Hey, you hold that. Right here. I'm going to back you up. Hold up that Macahoo okay. and describe it to me. Tell me what I'm looking okay. at, the parts of it. All right. This is a one-and-a-half-ounce Macahoo. It has basically a lock-in mechanism in the back. If you can see where the hook is going to go you're using a mustache i'll show you for the people right here it has to be this size this exact hook 3407 ssdt because that hook is designed to fit in here and what you do is it should sit just like this what that does is it makes the bait dive and it keeps it from spinning so it looks like it's alive 
So that's the main key to it. And then you're using, when you're rigging it, you're going to use uh, AFW, the camo, 60-pound, surf strand, um, pretty good stuff. And then you're going to um, use 50 to 80-pound Spro swivels. They're, they're fairly small. And I have, I cut them usually when we put them in packaging for the stores, Bass Pro Shops, all of them. We got 42 inches of it right here is what we start with. And hey, then you let, got a. Let me pull in here for one second because I want, yeah. I want to make sure audience isn't getting confused. So okay. I can buy a Macahoo already rigged, pull it out of the package and attach it to a cigar minnow. So, yes. so I don't have to do any rigging other than just tying the no. rig to the mono coming off my reel. So exactly. what are we going to do first? You're going to show me how to tie up a cigar minnow or you're going to show me how to, how to just rig the Macahoo for our own knowledge? Uh, well, I have a, whichever you would prefer, I can do, I can show them how to rig them from scratch or I can just, uh, slide one on the head, but I think it would be easier if, uh, just took one that was already kind of tied up, like I have it here. Okay. Everybody can see it. And then hopefully it won't get stuck to the table. Before Just you slide it on, before you slide it on, tell us what's going on there back there. The hooks. Okay. Tell me what I'm looking at. Yeah, exactly. Hold on one second. It's unstuck to the table. But you have your uh, Mustad 4 alt 3407 SSDT, two extra strong. Then you have a 9626 uh, VMC black nickel. They're uh, 4X strong kingfish hooks. There are two of them, okay? And basically, when my guys, when we're tying them, there's no swivel on this one, and I'm just going to use this for uh, an example so everyone can see. You would just slide it, this in here, like if we're tying them, just drop it straight down, and then this thing right here is going to lock into here. I'll let everyone see from right here, the back. And now, basically, if everyone can see this, here's the top part here. And I have this swivel. We're going to use what I call a figure eight knot. And it, it will not give. A lot of people are afraid of figure eight because they just think that it's not, you know, capable. They like to crimp. But basically, you're just going to go in through it. You're going to come around. You're going to come back around. You come back under it. And then you're just going to pull it just like this and kind of cinch it. But what I like to do, I don't have in front of me, as you can see right here, hold on a minute, it still has this. You would just take your pliers and pull this up and it would cinch it completely. And we've literally put 200 pound sharks in the boat with just 60 pound wire. And then, like I said, the cigars right now are kind of scarce and hard to come by, but just the easy demonstration um, this one right here, you can already see out of the box, it's not in the best shape, but you would take this lock-in hook right here, you're going to go straight in here in the mouth, and I like to try to do this to start with, so people can see, like right in here, it's kind of locked in, then you're just going to put it under the bottom of it, and you don't want it kind of tight, because if you have it real tight, it's going to rip the bottom out, and it's going to make the bait swim. And then you just basically are just putting it just like that in here. And basically, this is what you have. Of course, it's going to have a skirt and it's going to look like this. But that's basically how it should look, you know, on the spread. And if it's spinning, sometimes 
just change it up a little bit. Your hook might have got too far one side too, or the signal momentum might blow out. But if you use Ballyhoo, you'll never have an issue. It won't blow out. But, I mean, basically, that's how it should look. And uh, whenever you're ready, I could probably show them how to rig it from start to finish. Give me a little close-up of the hook and the and the body of the fish. I just want to get an, a yeah, better idea yeah. of your suggested amount of meat to sort of grab with one of the treble okay. hooks. Okay. Hold on one second. All right. You always want to make sure that it's locked in and it won't go left or right. That's the key because that's what's going to keep it from spinning. And like I said, now I can even just touch this cigar minnow and it's a fresh box and it's already kind of tearing. Uh, it's just because the cigar minnows ain't fresh and they're not getting them. But you would just want to put it in the bottom, leave a little slack here and do the same thing here, just in there. And then it should basically look like, like this going through the water. Okay. And so I understand the lock mechanism on the front hook, but you're saying mm -hmm. sometimes even if you do everything right, you might get a little spin action. And in that yes. case, you play with the two trebles. You just modify. Yeah, yeah. You, you want to play with the trebles. Just like tune, like somebody might have in the tune of uh, a deep diver, Apollo, Yozuri. But it's just about a placement. You want to keep a little slack in, the, in it here. But, yeah, sometimes if it spins pretty much the hooks might be off like a lot of people that don't know they might do it like this you see if they hook it like this and then try it like this it's gonna spin because it's in the side and when it's going the water's gonna catch it and it's just gonna keep spinning but uh the lock-in mechanism if they hook the hooks in there right they should just put it in the water and look while they're trolling you know someone driving the boat and just look in the water and watch, and it should just it should just wag its tail, and it should it should swim perfect. I mean, uh, but like I said, it should just look just like that. Okay, <clears throat> and then that's the main thing to look out for is if the bait's spinning, you're not going to get the effect. That's the main problem that we have to address. Yeah, and one more. A lot of people, you want the hook coming upwards like this in it. A lot of people are going to put it to the side. And lock it in that way, and it's not going to work. It's going to spin. Um, you can actually still do it the bottom way, but still you're going to run into more problems with it spinning. And the only other thing that people, when they use them offshore, is you might have to watch your grass lines. If you, you know if you're getting grass on it, it's going to affect your catch, and it's going to also make it spin. So you need to kind of check them. But if I hadn't caught a fish in 15 minutes, I'm usually pulling in. Well, we're pulling in the lines to make sure. You know everything's right because uh, in prime king season, literally you should be able to go out in an hour and catch a four-person limit if you're fishing in the right spots. And even beginners are starting to do it. So, and that Macahoo rig with a cigar minnow on it, I can expect I can expect to get how many fish out of it before I start looking at it like I might need a fresh rig. Um, usually, I mean, I fish some three or four trips. I've probably caught 10 king mackerel on it before you want to kind of rig it. But then you might have days where you, you catch a nice fish and they just swallow it. And then usually when that happens, you know, pretty much you're going to have to open up another one or you're going to have to cut it out or pull it out. But but normally, even after they're all tore up, most people, you know, especially charter guys, they're re-rigging them. You know, they fish them until they catch 
hundred, literally hundreds of mackerel on them and they don't have no paint left on the heads, they're re-rigging them and still catching fish with them. So as long as you keep the head and re-rig it, it'll last you forever. All right, so that's you're setting up this uh, segue good. So here's what I'd like, man. I'd like you to show me, again, just so everyone's clear, that they don't yeah. have to rig this. I want you to show me what a Makahoo looks like out of the package, and then you're going to, just for our knowledge, show us, the audience, how it got that way, how you rig, how you tie a Makahoo before it goes into the package. Because, again, I just want to make sure my guys understand yeah. they don't have to twist wire. You know, they can just yeah. pull it out of the package and hook it to a cigar minnow. Yeah. Okay, so I guess one other thing I would like to show, too, is we do sell them unrigged, which would be just the Makahoo itself and what you call the lock-in hook. But the lock-in hook is the main thing that they're going to want to have, and most guys like to rig them themselves. Normally, it'll look just like this, and uh, pretty much what we have done is we have a cigar minnow here in the back, and it has a diagram, and it also shows the customer where they should put the hooks, so it kind of explains a little bit to people that's never done it before, and basically, you just pull it straight off, and it has like a 7 mil, so you don't get poked. Right here, you're just going to grab it, pretty much unwind it out. And like Vaughn was saying earlier, um, I think less terminal tackle is better. You're just going to tie it straight to the, the swivel itself. And to me, that's pretty much what you have right there. And then, you know, if somebody, if they hold it in their hand and they turn it left or right, it's not going to move. So that's what makes the bait, you know, swim correctly. But always just mono, I think less terminal tackle is always better. And then if I'm putting them back in my bag, we just wrap them right back up. Just put them in here. Usually just get some kind of binder. But they can even just, you know, put them right back in the packaging if they didn't, you know, wanted to reuse it. You know, just check your... Different sizes, different colors? Yes, uh, we have about 50 colors. Uh, we have one and a half ounce and four ounce. We actually have an eight ounce right now in the making. And uh, most stores stock at least six colors. We have stores that stock 20 colors. Um, Bass Pro and Cabela's, they stock eight colors. They have both the one and a half and the four ounce, but most of your local shops they're going to have about 10 different combos. And then you're going to have uh, stores. They want their their own colors that only they can sell. And a lot of times the customers will request that store. They'll spend a lot of money and they'll say, hey, can you get Big Nick to paint this color? And we'll do pretty much anything anyone wants. So pretty so, much whatever you want, we'll paint it. All right. And I'm for my Spanish mackerel tournament this year, one and a half ounces, the suggested weight. And give me, give me two colors suggestions. Pink, pink skirt, uh, orange head, pearl mylar. Say it one more time. Uh, a pink head, a pink skirt, rubber skirt, orange head, pearl mylar. All right. Now show me how that, uh, Macahoo comes to be in that package. I think you're going to show us how to rig one. Is that correct? How you uh, rig one to put it in the package. I did. I can rig another one if you want me to. Oh, no, I haven't. I'll do that then now. Okay, like I said before, we got 42. 
inch piece of the seven strand 60 okay. pound camo you're going to have two of these 96 26 uh, vmc black nickel 4x strongs and you're going to have your lock-in hook which is your must add right here 3407 ssdt okay i'm gonna try to put it up so the screen so everybody can see you have a flat side here on the hook you're gonna just go straight through here i'm gonna try to move my big fingers out of the way and see how i have it pinched you don't ever want to let it go and you're gonna take it and just hold it and then just come around it six times and snell it two three four five six i'm gonna keep my hand right here the whole time i'm not letting it go okay you're gonna go all the way back here to the end of it and you're gonna go straight in just like this you're gonna pull it all the way through you're still not letting go yet you're still holding it so then when you do that it should look just like this where it's snailed okay now you're gonna kind of just Put it up like that you're going to grab your second one you're going to find the flat edge again you're going to put it straight through here and the people need to think about when they're rigging them uh the cigar men is they're using about how big they are my hands are a little bigger than normal so if i were to say four fingers on my hands it, it might be three hands from somebody else so I would just say, for an example, right here, probably about three inches. Then you would hold it right here, just like you did. You come back around one, two, three, four, five, and six. Going to hold it. Don't let it go. If you let it go, it's going to unravel, and it's not going to work. You go right back through the hole, pull it all the way through. You're going to pull it tight, then you're going to let it go, and you should have that a perfect snail. Okay. Okay, now you're going to get your 3407 SSDT 4 on the back of it. You're going to slide it in just like this. Now I'll show you. When you slide it down, you're going to come down so it's on the back, kind of like what I call the fork of it. You can see here, and you're going to put your hand your forefinger right here hold it six times one two three four five six hold it just like you did every other one right back through it just hold it tight pull it kind of bend it so it's straight now basically you would take your macahoo right here I'm going to take this hook that we used, for example, a while ago out. Uh-huh. And now you're just going to stick this wire. This is probably the hardest part is getting the wire in the, the little hole on the front of the head. Especially when you have big hands. Bear with me. <laughs> Okay, I said it was going to be easy, of course, on camera. Now I can't even get through it through the holes. <clears throat> you, you, you usually make about a couple of these a day? Uh, yes. And actually, 
let me get my snips. What has happened is this uh it's kind of frayed a little bit. So Man, I don't want excuses, man. I just want you to rig this thing. Hey. Yeah, me hey, me too. Trust me. <laughs> I usually rig about two hundred a day, so this is very frustrating that now it won't go in this little tiny hole. I almost feel like we have to do another whole podcast. <laughs> so it slides in just body. like that. <laughs> now I got hooked <laughs> in the foot. Okay, now we can slide it straight, straight, straight down. It's in there. I'm going to grab the swivel right here. I can find this hole a little bit better than I could the other one. Well, at least I said I could. <laughs> That's why I have two sets of glasses here. Apparently, neither one of them work. Uh, straight in here, your figure eight knot. Come right back under. Going to pull it. Cinch it. You're going to have a little piece of hang here, and then you're just going to take your pieces and just snip it off. But normally, I would take my pliers and pull it extremely tight, and then just... And then snip it. Just snip it. You have just a tiny piece left, and then pretty much that's it right there. We put them in the packaging. You just go on in here, through here, just like that. So I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna buy a couple of macahoos, and then after I've caught a couple of fish on them, then I can re-rig them. I don't have to keep on buying macahoos. Yeah, you definitely don't have to keep on buying them. Just buy like we were saying the sixty-pound. Uh, AFW uh, okay. camo surf strand, then the uh, must add four alt 3407 SSDTs. Make sure it is that model number because it has the bigger eye and it locks in. And then everyone knows the uh, VMC black nickel 9626 is the model number. Most king fishermen have switched to these because they don't rust um, as much as. Some of the other brands, I won't mention any names, but the Black Nickel, when you're king fishing, it lasts longer. Man, that was great. That was just what I was hoping we would accomplish tonight, man. I thank you guys. So this is where thank I you. say any final thoughts, anything else you want to get out there before we call this a episode in the books? No, if anyone ever has any questions, I mean, I pretty much talk to all my customers in the store, email on the phone. Most of them even have my personal number. If they ever have any issues, any problems, they're dissatisfied, uh, shoot me an email. We'll have them product in the mail in two days. Vaughn Hall, anything else? Well, yeah. I, uh, I You know, I, I think this right here is Big Nick. He's on to something. And if you follow him on social media, man, you'll see that it's going worldwide. People are using his products, and they are working. Uh, I think it's perfect for those weekenders that are coming down. Go to your local tackle store, pick up some Macahoos and some of his other products. You're not going to be disappointed. Uh, get you different colors because they do, I, I believe they do affect uh, certain times of the day to certain waters or whatever. I'm not a fish. I don't know, but we do have different colors. Use his, try his products. It is, they are probably the easiest thing that you can do to get your big Spanish mackerels in the boat. All right. Guys, let's call that a wrap, but let's go, let's go before, while the getting's good. Mm -hmm. Sounds good. All right, man. Thank you, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Have a good day. Thank you.
All right, Gary. Good, good episode, man. A lot of, lot of information there. I like hands on. A lot of rigging. A lot of. A little hard to follow the rigging, but you get the gist. Yeah. And if anybody's listening, by the way, I'll put this in here. If anybody's listening and you're like, I did not follow that very well listening because there's a lot of going on, go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com, look up Fisherman's Post, or just go to fishermanspost.com, click on podcast, and there's a watch feature there. And so you can you can kind of watch the whole walkthrough because it was visually easy to follow, but so yes. there, it was just a lot, he was doing a lot of stuff. He so. was doing a lot of stuff. So it's easier to watch than it is to listen to that episode. Well, that part of the episode. So make sure you go check that out. Um, but I guess my best takeaway is Billy's <laughs> where we're at. Billy's best right. takeaway. Dude, my favorite, um, well, the best tip I think was moving those hooks around, tuning, even on a dead bait or whatever, like tuning that fish and then putting it in the water and testing it, you know, cause I'm, I was like, I guess I never even thought about if I was on someone's boat, just putting it overboard and having them hit the gas and, <laughs> and make sure it swims right before I send it, yeah. you know, how many ever yards back. So, um, yeah, I thought that was a pretty good tip to make sure everything's kind of lined up in alignment and just put those hooks in and test it, put them in, test it. So it's good. Uh, tune those dead baits just like you can. Yeah, man. <laughs> Top good. waters or whatever else you can. Uh, yeah, the guys were good. They were fun. Yeah, man. They were a they, good time. They suck with email. We didn't talk about email, they but were. they suck with email. But I tell you what, man. I'm you might want to fax these I guys. I want to go Spanish mackerel fishing with those dudes. I want to get on a boat with Vaughn Hall and Nick. And here's the game I'm going to play. I'm, I'm going to tell you, and maybe they're still listening. I want to get on a boat with those guys. I want to see just how much crap I can talk before <laughs> Big Nick takes a swing at me. Dude, you wouldn't come back from one of those swings. I want to, I mean, I'm at a point in my life where I want to live dangerously. I don't want to jump out of an airplane with a parachute. I want to get on a boat with Big Nick and Von Hall, run my mouth until finally someone takes a swing at me. You just turned your face into hamburger meat. That's what it would probably look like. Oh, my gosh. Well, that is a wrap for this episode, Gary. And for everybody listening and watching, thank you guys so much for the support. Go check out Marine Warehouse Center. Go check out Academy. We appreciate those guys as being sponsors. And we'll see you in the next episode. Yeah, Marine Warehouse, whether it's parts, whether it's service, whether it's sales, helping you sell your boat or find the right boat, Marine Warehouse, a big part of our fishing and boating community, you know, check them out. Absolutely. We'll see you next time, Gary. Next time.